Alright, so we'll proceed to part two. Okay, so still under just causes, we have willful disobedience. So what is willful disobedience? Willful disobedience sits besides serious misconduct, although it is a different species. For willful disobedience to be ground, it is required that the conduct of the employee must be willful or intentional. No, so as you can see, serious misconduct is different from willful disobedience. Willful disobedience sits beside serious misconduct, although it is different. It's a completely different species. Uh, species for willful disobedience to be ground, it is required that the conduct of the employee must be willful and intentional. So, these are the elements that the conduct of the employee must be willful and intentional. That's the first one. Number two is that the order of the employee must be uh, the order. The employee violated must have been reasonable, lawful, and made known to the employee and must pertain to the duties that he had been engaged to discharge. Okay, so whatever order it is from the employer and he has violated the order, it is considered reasonable, lawful, and made known to the... So it is reasonable, lawful, and it is made known to him, No, made known to the employee. No, and must pertain to the duties that he had been engaged to discharge. So I think uh, this is, uh, these are there are only two here, but I think the the second one, uh, the third one, number three, must pertain to the duties that he had been engaged to discharge. So basically, there are three. No, there are three bases. The first one is that it should be that the conduct of the employee must be willful. It should be willful and intentional okay then number two that it should be a lawful or order okay but here it is expounded to reasonable at the same time lawful at the same time made known no so it's lawful reasonable and made known okay the the rim Okay, so that's how you will characterize the order, reasonable, lawful, and uh, made known to the and uh, made known to the employee. And the third one is that it should be, it should pertain to the duties, to the duties of the employee. So it should be correct connected with the. Okay, so willfulness must be attended by wrongful or perverse mental attitude, rendering the employee's act inconsistent with the proper subordination. So again, this is uh, defining, I think, the, the element one here. What is willfulness? How do we define willfulness? It must be attended by a wrongful and perverse mental attitude. So wrongful and perverse mental attitude rendering the employee's act inconsistent with proper subordination or siya consistent with proper uh, subordination in any case the conduct of the employee that is a valid ground for dismissal under the labor code constitutes harmful behavior against the business interest so there is a harmful behavior to the business interest or person of his employer it is implied that in every act of willful, willful disobedience, 
It is implied that in every act of willful disobedience, the erring employee obtains undue advantage detrimental to the business interest of the employer. The employees are bound only to obey lawful orders, but only those pertaining to their duties as indicated to their position description. Okay, so we have here uh, a, a more qualification in terms qualifying the first dimension. No? So, kung say willful, willful must be attended with wrongful and perverse mental attitude rendering the employee's act inconsistent with proper subordination. In any case, the conduct of the employee that is valid ground for dismissal under the labor code constitutes harmful behavior. So, naasig ito harmful behavior against the business interest. Or person of his employer, it is implied that in every act of willful disobedience, no, so in uh, in it is implied that in every act of willful disobedience, na ay gitawag na the earring employee obtains undue advantage, detrimental to the. Uh, it could be detrimental to the business interest of the employer, no, so something that will affect. So that really is a conduct no. So this is trying to qualify more as to the conduct. No makadaot sa iyang negosyo. The employees are bound only to obey lawful orders. No? So that's the second dimension. Dapat lawful but only those pertaining to their duties as indicated in their position description. So it should be uh, the third one only duties that are indicated in their position description. Okay, in one case, refusal to undergo drug tests is ground to terminate an employee. The court ruled that the absence of valid reason for non-compliance of the employee to lawful order of the employer requiring all its employees to undergo drug tests is willful disobedience. Okay, so kanisha, is, is that actually willful disobedience? The employer has the burden of proof in order to sustain the legality of the termination based on willful disobedience other than otherwise the dismissal is unjustified. Okay, so there will be illegal dismissal if the employee is terminated for not obeying an unreasonable or unlawful order of the employer. The order is unreasonable when it is impossible for the employee to do or fulfill. An order is unlawful if it will violate a law. Okay, so when is there illegal dismissal if the employee is terminated for not obeying unreasonable or unlawful order of the employee? The, or, the order is unreasonable when it is impossible for the employee to do or fulfill. No, so ang, ang test, what is the test of reasonability here? Okay, remember we are qualifying uh, the, the term order as to three, three terms. It should be reasonable. It should be, uh, it should be lawful. At the same time, it should be made known, no? So reasonable, lawful. So L R R L M, no? Reasonable, lawful, and at the same time made known, no? But what is reasonable? How do you know if it's reasonable? It is reasonable if. It is when it is impossible for the employee to do. Uh, it is unreasonable. Kung impossible siya buhaton for the employee to do or fulfill. Okay, for example, nakai balak, nakai gi, nakai gisugo. Pero it's actually impossible for you to do that. 
an, or, an order is unlawful if it will violate a law. So, kung naasimbalaod nga na na violate, so, unlawful siya. Okay? The test of reasonability revolves around it's the, pos- the possibility of the act. Okay? So, next is if the order of the employer is unlawful, reasonable, made known to the employee and pertains to his or her duties, the employee refuses to comply, then termination based on this ground is valid. For instance, in a valid exercise of management prerogative to transfer an employee, no, nakaibalhin, the unreasonable refusal of the employee is willful disobedience. Ano man, ang pagbalhin, it is, kuan, it's clear nga, it's reasonable. The number two that is related to your duties and responsibilities. It's not violative of any law. And the number three, it has been made known to you already nga, nga na, gina, nature, gitibalhin ka. So, in short, you have to follow. So, petitioners anchor the validity of Tenorio's dismissal on the fact that she supposedly defied the orders of Hernandez and Kerol that this allowed her from leaving the office early August 31, 2005. And her heated outburst in the company, company premises before she left. The court agrees with the findings of the Court of, of Appeals that the Tenorio's refusal to abide by the orders of Hernandez and Kerol was insufficient an act that would justify her dismissal. As held by the appellate court, Tenorio appeared to have a good reason for leaving the office early on August 31, 2005. She needed to pay her due car loan amortization. Otherwise, she would incur penalty. So, due to the urgency of the situation, Tenorio was constrained to pursue her errand without her superior's permission. So, Tenorio's isolated act can hardly be considered as willful disobedience or willful dis- defiance. Okay? So, again, let's recall what are the elements of willful disobedience. Number one, it should be considered as willful or intentional. Number two, it should be a reasonable, lawful, and at the same time made known to the employee as in terms of it uh, in terms of the order number 3 it should be it should pertain to the duties of the person okay so that uh, that's it so we also have here petitioners anchor the validity of Tenorio's dismissal in the fact that uh, petitioners anchored the validity of Tenorio's dismissal the fact that she supposedly defied the orders of Hernandez and Kerol that this allowed her from leaving the office early on August 31, 2005 and her eat- heated outburst in the company premises before she left. The court agrees with the findings of the Court of Appeals that Tenorio's refusal to abide by the orders of Hernandez and, uh, you know, was insufficient. So, okay, okay. Okay, because that is justified and the order was, I think, they think that it's uh, not reasonable because uh, there was a valid reason for him to really be out of the office. And it's considered an isolated act. Let's proceed to the next, gross and habitual neglect of duty. Another just cause is terminating an employee is gross and habitual neglect of duty. Okay, so unsamani, it's gross and habitual neglect of duty. This is commonly encapsulated in cases no abandonment of work by the employees. The neglect of duty by the employee must not only be gross but also habitual. 
No, So, there are two things here. It should be gross. At the same time, it should be habitual. <laughs> Another just cause in terminating an employee is gross and habitual neglect of duty. <coughs> two dimensions here. This is commonly encapsulated in cases of abandonment of work by employees. And the, the neglect of duty by the employee must not only be gross but also habitual. It should be gross at the same time habitual. Gross negligence connotes a want of care. Okay, so there is a want. So what do you mean by gross? Gross gross negligence there is want of care. So wala kay pagtagad no? in the performance of one's duties. Okay, habitual neglect implies ang habitual naman Okay, so there are two kinds here It's gross and habitual neglect Habitual neglect implies repeated failure To perform one's duties for a period of time so that is depending on the circumstances. Okay, so again, it is gross negligence connotes one of care in the performance of one's duties. Habitual neglect implies repeated failure to perform one perform one's duties for a period of time depending on the circumstances. So in one case, the Supreme Court ruled that before the petitioner could be held liable for gross and habitual negligence of duty, Respondents must clearly show that part of her duty as nurse supervisor was to be the custodian of the hospital equipment. So, kanin, we are going to a case here. So, uh, at first, we are just trying to define what is gross. No? Gross is, uh, it is negligence connotes want of care. So, ang pag-care ni mo, so munang gross. So, gross gani, it talks about all the want of care in the performance of one's duties. Then, kanang habitual neglect, actually, it talks about repeated failure. So, doing it again and again. no Neg- Repeated failure to perform one's duties for a period of time depending on the circumstances. So, we have already, again, this word circumstances. No? So, it depends on the circumstances. So, again, let's memorize that. For gross, it talks about want of care in the performance of their duties. For negligence of duty, it's all about a habitual neglect of duty it's all about a neglect of duty for repeated uh, period of time so next in one case the supreme court ruled that before the petitioner could be held liable for gross and habitual negligence of duty respondents must clearly show that part of her that part of her duty as nurse supervisor was to be the custodian of hospital equipment and machineries within her area of responsibility. Yet there was no evidence submitted that substantially proved that the respondents had entrusted her the custody of such property. Even the job description of the nurse supervisor did not include that of being the custodian of the hospital equipment and machines. Negligence is the failure to observe the protection of the interests of another person, the degree of care, precaution, and vigilance which the circumstances justly demand, whereby such other person suffers injury. 
So what is the test of negligence? The test of negligence is the def- did the defendant in doing the alleged negligent act use that reasonable care and caution which an ordinarily prudent person would have used in the same situation? No. So what is the test of negli- negligence? Again, is did the defendant in doing the alleged negligent act use uh, use the reasonable care and caution which is ordinarily prudent a person would have used in the same situation. So the law, the law considers what would be reckless, no, blameworthy or negligence in the man of ordinary intelligence and prudence and determines the liability by that. The common expression of gross and habitual neglect of duty is abandonment. So usually this is this is uh, represented by abandonment. For abandonment to exist, two factors must be present. First, there should be a failure to report to for work or absence without a valid or justifiable reason. Number two, there should be a clear intention to severe the clear intention to severe the employer-employee relationship. So, these are the elements no, of abandonment. So, the failure to report for work or absence without a valid or justifiable reasons, that, that's the first one. And number two is a clear intention to severe the employer-employee relationship with the second element as more determinative factor being manifested by severe as some overt acts. So, I think we have defined them clearly here a while ago. That the first one, ang gross gani, it's for want of care in the conduct of your duties. Where, well, habitual neglect is the the repeated neglect as to your particular duties uh, for a period of time, depending on the circumstances. Okay? So what are the two? Uh, usually, this abandonment is usually uh, it exists in in uh, this gross and habitual neglect is presented through abandonment. And there are two factors there. The first fac- factor refers to the failure to report to work or absence without a valid or justifiable reason. Wala jirasun, manuni absent ka, no? Then, number two is a clear intention to severe the employer-employee relationship with second element as more determinative factor. It is well settled in our jurisprudence that for abandonment to constitute a valid cause for termination of employment, there must be a deliberate, unjustified refusal. Okay? Deliberate, unjustified refusal to... Of the employee to resume his appoint employment. This refusal must be clearly shown. Mere absence is not sufficient. It must be accompanied by overt acts and earringly pointing pointing to the fact that the employee does not want to work anymore. No. In one case the Supreme Court ruled that to prove the intent of the employee to severe the employer employer relationship, the employer should have reported such fact to the nearest regional office of the Department Labor of Employment in accordance with Section 7, Rule 21, Book 5, the Department Order Number no. 9, Series of 1997. 
Gross and habitual neglect of duties includes gross inefficiency, negligence, and carelessness. Gross negligence connotes want or absence of failure to exercise slight care or diligence or the entire absence of care. So it evinces a thoughtless disregard of consequences without exerting any effort to avoid them. An employee can be determined if he or she is guilty of gross negligence. Gross negligence implies a want or absence of failure to exercise slight care or diligence or the entire absence of care. An employee with unblemished record who did not incur any intermittent absences is not guilty of gross negligence. So, here, it's upheld by the Supreme Court. There's no number 56. Okay. Okay. 